Dashboard Effect Podcast. How you doing, Caleb? Good. How are you, Brick? I'm doing well, thanks. Great. So today we're going to be talking about uh, why it makes sense often, almost always, to use an iterative approach when you're doing BI projects. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not much more to say than that, right? <laughs> That's what you should be doing. So, so we talked about this beforehand, and some of the reasons that uh, were clear really were if you if you don't plan on doing an iterative approach, the lack of flexibility can really come back to bite you. So when you're creating reports, especially, um, but even when you're doing data architecture, you often have an idea of where you need to go, a pretty good idea. In fact, you may be positive you know exactly what the report should be. But what we find over and over is that once users actually start using dashboards and reports and data, their eyes open up. They start getting ideas. And if you're not planning up front to come back and iterate those reports, um, it can be kind of a bummer. You can end up with something that's just suboptimal and not meeting the goals the way the users would like. Right. I mean, you have to plan on that happening. I, mean, I don't know how long have we been using our own reports for years. You know, me, myself, I've been doing this stuff and looking at these types of reports for ever since they came out and really started gaining popularity, you know, seven, eight, nine years ago. Um, and I still have that. Yeah. Oh, let's do this. And then it gets on the page. I'm like, oh, no, we need to change that. And it needs to be here or, or this wasn't worthwhile at all. And, you know, it just happens. And you just, you're better off just embracing it. Yeah, I think that's right. And it's, uh, it's funny, as you said, even, even us, I mean, we're good at this. We do this for clients all the time and for ourselves. And sometimes you just don't anticipate the ideas that are going to come once you finally start seeing the data on a page. Yeah, right, right. And by the time you see a report anyway, you've probably advanced your thinking a little bit since the inception of the idea. Yeah. So you've got new stuff and those things are going to happen. And even when you have a good report and you've, you've dialed it in, in a few months, you're going to want to tweak it and change it. And if you're lucky, it's a few months, probably in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, businesses change and how people think about things change and, you know, what problems they're dealing with in the business change. And so, yeah, I would say just to anybody who's contemplating a BI project, um, just sort of know up front, have an expectation that iteration is going to be critical. Yeah, right. Exactly. I think one of the problems, too, if you and I've seen this happen, if you go into a project thinking we're one and done, um, you're almost shutting off feedback from users, right? So they're giving you recommendations up front and you're doing your best to do a design. Let's say you're the IT department or the BI guy. Um, if there's not an expectation, though, that it's going to iterate, um, the users may disengage and actually not adopt very well. And so I think it's even important for users to understand, hey, this is an iterative process. Um, you know, we're going to do our best to implement exactly what you've described that you need to answer the questions that you need to answer, make the decisions that you're hoping to make with this. Um, but we have an expectation that we're going to be able to make it even better once you start using it and realize exactly how to dial it in. Right. I mean, that makes me think of the flip side of this too, which is you would do a ton of, you know, upfront work to try and dial in the right thing and then ultimately give it to the end user. Even when you do that, you still fall back into this. So you're right. You have, like setting the expectation that this is, this is how this is going to work is really important. Um, and not, not fighting it. There is kind of a balance. So you want to make sure that you're getting good information up front and you're getting to what questions are you trying to answer here? Not just, 
oh, you told me you needed a, a pie chart, so I'm going to build you a pie chart. It's right. now why, like, how, what's that going to do for your business? So once you can get to those areas, then you can start that iterative process and yeah, making sure that the expectation is set with the user. That this is not going to be a one and done thing. Yeah. Yeah. And no pie charts, by the way. Ever. <laughs> um, also, I just think if you if you're taking a, a viewpoint that this is one and done, you just you, you you sort of squelch collaboration. So again, let's say let's say you're having your IT department do your BI, and so they're engaging with business users and gathering requirements and then building out reports and dashboards. Um, if if the sort of underlying understanding is Hey, this is going to, we're just going to get this nailed the first time. Um, you're less likely to get the collaboration to actually get it to be good. And sometimes it's the, just the littlest change, a 10% change that takes a report from being, yeah, this is useful information to, oh, this is transformative. This is actually driving what we do day to day and making our business better. Right. Yeah. I mean, and a good, good way to, to kind of dial in on those things is get a version one out there watch somebody use it or let them use it and then see well a lot of times what people will do is dump that data out to excel and do something else with it if you can see that and watch them do that and say all right what else are you using this data for you can build that into your reports people don't have to do that anymore right it just gets it that much better yeah exactly so what are some of the things that happen after you deploy a report that causes the realization that some iteration is going to be necessary to get it really dialed in? Yeah, it's a good question. So, you know, it's it's interesting actually to think about how this does play out because, you know, you, you put something in front of somebody and let's say it's pretty close, like it's it's pretty good. Um, they're just not used to having that, right? They're, you haven't had this information before. That's what made these tools so important and have kind of spurred these, like the business we're in is that, that enables this new type of data analysis that just wasn't really accessible in the past where you can click on a data point and the rest of the page filters. Um, and when they're not used to having something like that, you get that put in front of your face. It's like all this information and these doors just open up and you start, start the gears just start turning. Well, there's definitely that. And then there's just the fact that with this information, people will start acting on that information and mm -hmm. that will lead to new areas of inquiry and interest and things that they want to see. And so that'll change what you want to see a lot of times on the report or need another report to supplement it or some kind of drill through that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you might find a huge hole in your business process that needs to be filled before you can go any further. Right. right. It's like, okay, well, now that I've seen this and it might just be a small little sliver of the report. The next step might be, I need a report that shows me where this process is breaking down, right? Yeah. And so you go do that. And that's kind of that iteration that can make BI and a tool like Power BI or whatever else you're using super valuable and, and uh, you know, making changes in your business to actually see that ROI. Yeah. The other thing that can happen is once you start using a report, you realize you have data quality issues. And so then you go back and start correcting those data quality issues, start doing some uh, data quality cleanup or uh, master data management, that type of thing. And then once you see the data after it's cleaned up, realize, oh, okay, now I actually know where this report needs to go. Yeah, I mean, that's a really important one because it could change the whole what the report's telling you if you get your, your quality cleaned up, right? Yeah. And uh, getting that done and then saying, oh, okay, I thought the data was this way. It turns out it's that way. Let's make the report look like this. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, and there's also just the effect of having a report out there. Now there's just this flood of information coming in and all sorts of new discussions and brainstorming and so on will be going on. Right. Yeah, it just enables this, you know, just things you didn't have before. So it's yeah. like, all right, let's 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 actually dig in here and you can start finding interesting new things. And that's when, you know, that iteration is so important because you want to capture and, and capitalize on those those that new thinking that you've just enabled yourself to do. Yeah. And I think the the other thing that leads to or contributes to that um, and and possibly needing iteration is just the business getting used to using these reports. So they may not the business may not have had good visibility into things before. And so now that they're getting it, it may take some time to get used to it. So you may put it and we've definitely seen that internally. We'll put a new report or dashboard out and we'll use it for three or four months. And it seems like it's really good. But as we're using it, we start to learn things that then drives us in in a different direction. And so, yeah, you just have to sort of be ready for that, I think. Yeah, right. I mean, and and it's it's part of the, you know, let's say you solve one of your problems then you don't really need that report, maybe not in that form anymore. Like the example I'll give you is, um, I think in in our Expert Insight series, Tanya uh, was talking about how they have an initiative for their CRM hygiene. So just cleaning up their CRM. So they, they build some reports to give them good analysis into how clean is our CRM. Once you've got that and your business processes are much more solid and you've used the tool, you probably don't need that detailed line level reporting that you did when you were trying to clean up your CRM anymore. You probably now are able to look at higher level numbers and you need detailed reporting somewhere else. So those those things will shift around. And they'll change as your business changes and as you evolve, you get better at things. Some areas of your business fall behind. You're going to need to you know, be flexible there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good example. It makes me think of another example that we did to ourselves. We talked about this many months ago, but last year we switched from doing hourly billing for our projects to just doing a fixed price for projects. And uh, it broke a lot of our reporting. And in fact, we didn't even know what we needed to know in order to manage our projects well uh, until we started doing it. And so we had we had to redo a bunch of stuff for that. Um, We're so, still redoing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as we learn more and figure out how to how to approach it better and think about it better. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean we just this morning we we thought of almost another metric that might be interesting to look at. Like the difference between overall profit and and project profit, like the difference right. between those two uh, is an interesting discussion. But those are the types of things is just seeing it on the page. You're like, oh, well, that one's really high. That one's very different. What's the, what does that mean? Why do those two things correlate? And it's almost led to a third. I mean, we could do that and it yeah. would be interesting. Um, but anyway, it's just, that's just an example of the thinking that it can spur. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap up. I just, uh, I think it's important really to reemphasize that people, as they're going into a BI project, whether it's internally or with a partner like us or however they're doing it, just be ready to, to iterate. Um, and don't put everything into that first draft. I mean, do a good first draft because you don't want to have adoption issues because you've got data errors or you've completely missed the mark. But get that first draft out there. Start doing user acceptance testing and realize, okay, there's going to be some adjustment that happens in here. All right. And you you want the organization, not just the end users, as we've we've just talked about, but you want the organization to 
have a good expectation of what this BI initiative entails, right? It's not a one month thing. And then we, then we've got BI and we're good to go. It's like, no, it's, it's going to take a little while and we're going to do multiple projects. And then, then we're going to have, you know, something that's a little bit more encompassing. Even at that point, you're still going to be sure. tweaking stuff. It's kind of a never ending thing, but it's very, very valuable. It's not just yeah. more work. Yeah. And I think even if you love your first draft, which is often the case because you haven't had reporting. Um, so you get a first draft of something out and everybody's thrilled because they're actually getting some visibility now. There still should be an expectation of you're going to be coming back and making it better. Right. Right. You want to do that. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it. Thanks, Caleb. Thank you. All right.